We just acknowledge your presence here this morning. Lord, we just acknowledge that you, you touch and change our lives, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We just thank you for your, just thank you for your saving grace in our life. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who's our helper and our teacher and our comforter and our friend. We just acknowledge the Holy Spirit here this morning with us. Lord, we acknowledge your power. We acknowledge your sovereignty in this place. Lord, in our town, in our nation, Father, and Pastor Darrell mentioned some of the things that our political leaders are debating at the moment. Lord, I just pray for our leaders. Lord, I pray for our leaders from local to state to federal levels of government. Lord, I pray for our leaders, whether they're Christians or not. Lord, I pray for them. Lord, just give them godly counsel. Give them godly wisdom. Lord God, we pray for our government. Lord, you can make a way. Lord, you can make a way for righteousness in our nation. So Lord, we just just pray for them, Lord, those all the complex decisions that are in front of them. Lord, we just pray for godly wisdom. Lord, I just pray for a conscience. Lord, I pray that little niggling conscience that we all have when they're they're voting on on matters of conscience, Lord, that maybe it's a seared conscience that's been pushed down over the years. Lord, I just, just pray that we know right from wrong and our leaders know right from wrong. Lord, so I just pray that you speak to their hearts. Lord, and you just remind them of what the right path is and the wrong path is, Lord God. Lord, I pray against them, whether I disagree with them or not, Lord, we pray for them. We pray for them. We lift them up. Give them wisdom. Lord, give them wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 There's a couple of things that are standing out to me this morning. Jeff and Justine, will you guys stand up? You don't have to come at the front. I just want you to stand up. Okay. I think it's in Luke 12. It is in Luke 12. I've got something for you guys. Luke 12, 6 and 7 says, I think this is the right one. If it's not, just ignore it. It's fine. What is the price of five sparrows? Two copper coins, yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. And I just, I was Back there, trying to calm my little two-year-old down. She's a piece of work. And I just kept looking at, at, at you guys, and I'm just like, oh, I just have that scripture. And God just wants you to know that he values you. He sees, he sees your, what's the way to put it, your, your desires. He sees what you want. He sees what you're struggling with. He just wants to, you to know that he values you. He understands, okay? You're not one in however many billion people you're Jeff and Justine, and he loves you. You've got great value to him. And he just wants you to know that this morning. Okay, so God bless you guys. Hey, where's Sonny? I saw Sonny before. Sonny around? Can't see Sonny. She's outside. Can we go and get Sonny? We need Sonny. Very important. <laughs> ah, very good. Here she is. Hey, I've got a word for you. Can you come and stand over near Tanya? Tanya's going to put a, put a hand on your shoulder. Not too much pressure. Don't want to knock her over. It's all good. Good to see you. 
Just one word, Sonia, Sonny, sunshine. I was just walking down the back, coming Lily before, and I just, had, I just kept looking at you, and I just got this word. Uh, one word's don't fall off the edge of the stage, as I did last week in music practice. The other word is sunshine. Okay? You heard that song, You Are My Sunshine? I'm not going to sing it. That would be bad. I play bass. I mix sound. I don't sing. But sunshine. He just wants you to know you're his little ray of sunshine. Okay? I think that's it. So I just want you to, when you go to bed tonight, just go, I'm a little ray of sunshine. You make me happy. Hey, you make him happy. Yeah? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. How are you doing health-wise? Can we pray for you for that as well? Come out here. Come out here. Let's do that too. Something I prepared earlier, or Dale prepared earlier. Do you want to come out, Tanya? So I'm just looking up a scripture here too. That'll do. This is okay. I've got a message, but, you know, I'll just keep rambling on until about 20 past 11. That's fine. It's all good. Let's see what God wants to do this morning. Just been challenged to do this in my own own ministry. I'm like, oh, what what the heck? Let's do it. (laughs) James 5.14 says this, Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So, Sonny, that's oil. I'm just going to anoint you with oil. Just put your hands on it, Tanya. We're just going to pray. Father, we just, in obedience, Lord, we've just anointed Sonny's head with oil this morning. Lord God, we take you at your word. You're not a God who can lie. Father, your word is truth. Lord, we we live in a world of shifting morals, shifting, shifting ideas of the truth. But your word is truth. Lord, it's the, the rock upon which we build our lives. So, Lord, I speak the truth of the, your, your word this morning and in faith and in obedience to your word. Lord God, we've anointed Sonny's head with oil. And we just now, we just pray for your healing virtue just to flow into her body in Jesus' name. I just declare healing just from the the top of her head, right through her body, every blood vessel, every sinew, every muscle, every organ in Jesus' name, every lymph node, every platelet, right through the bone, the bone marrow, the joints, right through from the top of her head, to the very tips of her toes, Lord God. I just release your healing virtue right now in Sonny's body. Lord, I declare she is healed. She is whole because it's your promise, Lord. I heard a preacher say once, he was asked, what do you know what to pray for? And he said, that's easy. If it's not in heaven, I'm going to pray for it. So sickness is not in heaven. So we're going to pray for it. So Father, we just declare healing in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You got anything you want to add, Tanya? You're all good? No, nice. Good on you, Sonny. Hey. Where's Stacy? We've got Stacy. We're going to come around communion now, if that's okay. Oh, you've got Lily. This will be fun. <laughs> she loves Poppy. <laughs> she loves you too. She wanted to run up there during the singing. <laughs> 
giving me orders now. I've been told to clear out. <laughs> I need I just... room. I need room. So we're doing things a bit different today, aren't we? But that's okay. We both looked at each other before church and we're like, we don't know what we're doing. And we'll just follow what God's doing. And that's the best way to be, isn't it? So I just had one thing for today, and that was get your hopes up. God wants you to get your hopes up today, to not walk out without your hopes up. And I've been stuck in Romans 4. And when I say stuck, every time I start reading my Bible, I get to, I just have to read Romans 4 again. I'm just stuck there. There's so much. And it's talking about the faith of Abraham and how he was counted righteous because of his faith. And I just want to read from verse 17. Um, now, his faith was in the promise. His faith, God had promised him a son, um, and he believed in what God had said. And verse 17 says, I have made you the father of many nations. And this happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. And I just love that. And I just had this picture, like if you've got some nothing to give God this morning, he can create something out of that. And if you've got something dead, like a dead dream or dead hopes or something that's just, it's like he can breathe life into that. He can, he brings the dead back to life. Verse 18, and this is my, where I keep getting stuck, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. He never wavered in believing God's promise. I love that. It's so challenging. He never wavered. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous, And when he counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit, it was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. So because of the cross, some of the promises we have, if you 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 Google the promises of God, It's like one page said 5,000 promises. I'm like, oh, far out. (laughs) It's like, so I just did a quick, like, we're we're promised rest, abundant life, eternal life, salvation. Everything works together for our good, new life in Christ. Uh, He'll finish the work he started, peace, healing, provision. I'm like, I could just keep writing. There's so many promises. And we have to have faith for those promises. So it was Friday. I found out I was doing communion on Friday. Greg sent me a text. And um, he gave me a ring. He's like, I'm talking on Sunday about the generations. What are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm stuck in Romans 4. And I've got this get your hopes up. And I'm like, don't, don't call me. Just, you're going to confuse me. Don't talk to me. So I hung up. I'm like, the Holy Spirit, we can't make this work. Don't talk to me. So anyway, I read through, when I had time then, I put Lil to bed and I read through Romans 4. Again, and I'm like, oh, it's all about the generations. Because Abraham, 
because of his faith, God counted him as righteous. And when he counted him as righteous, it was not for his, it was for us. It was recorded for our benefit. Okay? And so if you get your hopes up today, it's not just for you to have a good day. It's for the next generation. We're passing the baton. We're passing a legacy. We are having communion today and we will teach the next, we teach the next generation. Okay? This is not just for us. And I just want to give a really practical example. I got into a really low spot in my faith. Still reading my Bible, still going to church, everything, everything. But I was just like, God, I can't, I need, you know, you just, I'm like, this is not good, God. It's not good. I'm, I'm giving up hope. I'm, you know, and I went into my spare room and I happened to just see my grandma's Bible. Now, Pastor Darrell was talking last week or the week before how his mum was always sick and he has one of her Bibles and all her healing scriptures. And when he picks it up, it's so encouraging. And I thought, yeah, that's good. That's good. And I remembered when I was looking at this that just at what had happened. Now, this um, was given to me when I was 13 years old. Okay, that's when grandma died. And I just had never noticed this before. And I was at this really low, low, low spot. And I saw it on the bookcase and went, oh. And in the front of it, there's a promise written. And it's in really, really, really light grey lead. And I don't know if I'd read it and it hadn't spoken. I don't know. I had never noticed it. And I had never noticed the date. And the date says the 9th of March, 1995. It's just really written really lightly. Now, my grandma died in April, 1995. And it was literally only not so long ago, it was probably last year when I found this date and I was like, oh, I got really upset because I'm like, God, she had that promise written and she can't have seen that fulfilled in the next four weeks. Like I found it incredible. And God said to me, that was, that was for you, Stacey. (laughs) And I promised myself not to cry, but he's like, that was written for you because I knew that 21 years later, you would need some encouragement on this day and it really made all the difference and I've got this promise, this verse, this is the living word, it's alive and our faith today, if we will take this, if we will take communion, if we will get our hopes up, Greg and I are stuck on this song called Get Your Hopes Up, we just, it's like get your hopes up, lift your head up, it's so good to be encouraged but it's not just for us, it's for the next generation and the next generation and the next we're passing on. So as we have communion today, if we will believe these promises, if you will go and Google promises, <laughs> you'll be there. It's, there's so many and we have to press into them and not just for ourselves. And when, I was, um, when we were just worshipping before, I just felt God to say a couple of things that... If you don't have children, it's not just I'm passing it to Tyler and Ethan and Lily and Josh and so I'm done. It's the next generation. If you don't have children, your faith and your hope is passed still to the next. It's, it's the next generation. It's not like, do you know what I'm saying? So I just felt to say that and also that Abraham was one person. Okay, because sometimes we get overwhelmed and we think of the next generation. Oh, I've got to have for It's like he was one person and God is a miracle-working God. So I just want to take communion. I'm not sure where mine is because, oh, here it is, because everything's new. And I just want to encourage you to get your hopes up. 
today, God wants to do something here today. And I always get like, God, I don't want it to be the same. I just want everyone to go home, change. And, I want to, and we can today. But we have to make that choice that we're going to get our hopes up, that we're going to press in and that we're going to pass the baton on to the next generation and leave a legacy of faith. Amen. So why don't we just eat the bread? And just take the cup when you're ready and just thank him. Just thank him for those promises and what he's able to do and what he has done. It is finished. It's already done. So we can claim it right now. Amen. Thanks. Would you mind clearing your stuff off the pulpit, please? I'm kicking you off now. Yeah, you're kicking me off. Yeah. Thank you. It's all good. That's very good. I might just cap this oil bottle or it'll go flying. Okay, so if I was going to tweet the theme of my message this morning, it would have a hashtag, Generations. I don't know if you're on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. Actually, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook are going to merge pretty soon. It's going to be called You Twit Face. (laughs) Oh, that's an old one. I love that joke. I love that joke. Uh, Let's go to the beginning I like the book of Genesis. It's a good place to start. Good place to start. Hey, just to, to if you've got kids with you this morning as well, I want to pray for them towards the end of the message. Uh, so if you take off, we might round you up just before 11.30 sometime. I just want to, want to pray for the next generation. So just, just if you have to take off with, with children. Most of them are mine, so it's okay. Genesis 1. And I read 1 to 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. When God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. So here we have God creating the heavens and the earth. We have time. Evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. So, look, in my theology, and I don't mind if you have a slightly different view than, than me, that's okay, I'll look at that and go, that's, that's when time started. Before God created the earth, there was no time. God is, has always been, will always be. Revelation 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end says the Lord God. I am the one who was. 
sorry, I'm the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. So he always was, he always will be. Amen? Amen? So God was there before the foundations of the world were created and we had morning and day. He was there, he'll be there when Jesus returns and time, as we know it, will enter eternity. So, but for now, you and I, we live these physical lives here on earth within the bounds of time. So we'll be born, we'll live our lives, and we'll go to be with Jesus. So I know a couple of unwilling volunteers. Ashley, uh, and who else will I pick on? Who else is unwilling? Gina, awesome. See, I know it's not Mary. Do you know why it's not Mary? Because she texted me last night from New Zealand. So I'm like, <laughs> can you hold that? No, the string. That's it. Good. Pilot who can't follow orders. Who would have thought? You're doing it wrong. Okay, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Okay, stop. Stop too fast. Okay, over here. Can you can you be my mic stand? Thank you. Um, oh, I've actually got a move. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Actually, it's not Gina, it's me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, can you go back further? It's like fishing. Stop. Okay, there you go. You can hold that. Okay, okay. Well, I've got, I've got an orange builder string stretched out before me, you ask. Well, I don't know. I thought it'd be funny. It's fine. No. What I want to do is use this to demonstrate the concept of eternity and time. So we'll say, just because I walked this way first, we'll say this is, this is Genesis 1, we'll say this is creation, so around about where Asher's finger is here, that's the first day and night. I don't know, what have we got here? About here we might put the flood, I don't know, Abraham... He was after the flood, wasn't he? Yeah, good. Okay. You got that right. Very good. It's like, it's like a quiz at youth. You got it right. No lollies, but it's all good. And then, I, I don't know, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to pick halfway. I'm not, I'm not saying I think, I think we're, we're halfway between when Jesus came and is going to return, but I'm just, you know, just say this is, this is when Jesus walked the earth. Um, let's say this is... This section here is when I was born, when I lived my life, and when I went to be with Jesus, and, and so on. So you, you get the idea. We've got a, got a timeline that, that one day started, one day will end, and events happen along this timeline. And then outside, so behind Ash and behind Gina, we've got eternity. Does that make sense? Can you move forward? Because you, I can't see my iPad. Thank you. That's good. Stop, stop. That's got to go down a bit, down a bit. That's good. Thank you. Nice. Okay. You comfy? You can put it down. It's okay. I won't make you stand there. You can sit on the floor. 
You, no, you don't have to sit. You can put the string on the floor. You can go back to your seat. It's okay. I'm just, yeah, that's good. Okay, thank you. It's orange. It's contrast with the carpet, so I can leave it there. The kids will probably end up playing skipping ropes with it after or something, but that's fine. It's all good. So we've got, got our timeline here. Um, we've got this idea that God, you know, was, is, always will be the Alpha and the Omega. Okay? So the generations that have come before us, so what, my life was about here, we've got generations before us. So the generations that have gone before us reach into our present. Stacey was giving some examples of the, the, the um, promise her grandma wrote down. That, that, that reached into the future. That's from a generation past is now influencing today. We, we, um, we, we think about... I don't know, the um, Abraham faith. Faith and Abraham, they went, in, they went hand in hand, didn't they? Yep, yep, okay. Abraham, we still, he's still the father of faith. You know, we think faith, we think Abraham. He still influences us today. We teach our children about Noah's flood. So, and that happened a few thousand years ago. We've got the Lord Jesus who very much influences our lives today. And where's, where's Jesus now? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. We've got the Holy Spirit who but still influences us today. So the generations that have gone by speak into our present and will continue to speak into our future, which is represented by that end of the string or the timeline. Proverbs 13.22 says this, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Okay, you can take that a couple of ways. A material inheritance. Money, property, and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with leaving a material Inheritance. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. That, that is a really, really good thing. But the thing I want to focus on this morning is the spiritual inheritance that you can leave your children's 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 children. Amen? Amen? You can influence, though your spot on the timeline might be here, you can do things that cause waves and echo to generations to come. See, what you do now impacts the course of history. And we've got a good example is the political activism around same-sex marriage, um, the, the right to life or, or, or assisted dying bill, I can't remember the terms. of it. So we can influence, we can have a say in those now. We can use the power of prayer to influence those things now. We can vote on polls, we can, we can spread the word, We've, we can all play a part. And I, I believe the strongest thing you can possibly do is pray for our leaders, is pray for them. Whether you agree with them or not, you can pray for wisdom. Amen? Amen? We can pray for our leaders. And that's a big thing. I do that all the time, especially as I drive to work. And Stacey talked about, I think she mentioned this, passing the baton to the next generation. Because the, the thing I don't want to do for my children and the, the, the generation that will come after me in this church is hand them a blank slate and they say, oh, well, you better start again. What I want them to be able to do is to build upon the foundations 
that generations before us have have set in this town. I mean, we owe it to a generation before us that or these these children especially owe it to the generation before them. Thanks for paying off our building. Thanks for giving us a place that we can come and meet. See, already we're leaving an inheritance to the future generations. And I know the building's not the be-all and end-all, but gee, it's great to have a nice place to come along and worship on a Sunday with good quality equipment and carpet that hasn't got round circle stains everywhere. I mean, it, it's good. It just, just adds to the experience. It's a good thing. So, and our children will walk in this inheritance and they'll have to replace the carpet eventually soon or whatever they do, but it, they're, they're already starting to benefit from that inheritance got a prop here, something I brought along. Okay. Anyone know what this is? It's, yes, Josh. It's an old camera. It is. This is my great, I'm led to believe this belonged to my great grandma Violet. This is her brownie box. I don't know why it's a brownie box because it's black, but it's a brownie box camera. And this was, I like collecting old things. I like old things. I've got just, I like old things. I've got an old gramophone and old Bakelite radios, and I just love anything old. I just, I love it. I love it. It just, I like the nostalgia, and we've got old lanterns, we've got sort of propped up around the garden, and rabbit traps, which actually work. And, you know, all these old things, I just love them. So I love old stuff, and Stacey tolerates it, and it's okay. It's all good. So I don't have too much of it. But, so this, this belonged to my great-grandma, so I'm led to believe, or, or a relative, but I'm 99% certain it was my great-grandma's. And it, 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 me, it, it to me, is, is a voice from the past. So my great-grandmother would have held this. It would have had a leather strap that went over your, over your neck, and you look on here and you either take a portrait or a landscape photo. You look, you know, it's quite, quite effective. It's a clever piece of technology. And... So it's something she would have used. So I, I, it's really cool to, to hold something like that and think, my great-grandma held this. Some of the photos I look at in family albums that have been passed down through the years would have been taken with this brownie box camera. And they take a pretty good photo. So how does something like that influence me Right now, how, do, how does that influence? That's from my past. How does it influence me now? What does it mean to me? Does it influence me? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's a camera. It doesn't really influence me. It's nostalgic. I like old things. I like that it's a bit rough and beaten up because that look adds to the old look of it. But is that an inheritance that I'm excited to have handed down from the generations before me? Not really. Not really, it's cool to have. But you know what, the thing that really excites me, that my great-grandmother that's been handed down through the generations, she loved Jesus. She was in the Salvation Army and she loved Jesus. The fact that she loved Jesus, that's what excites me. The camera's cool. But the fact she loved Jesus, she walked with Jesus, that excites me. Amen. And she was a mother, so I can imagine a mother's heart praying for her children. 
I like to think that maybe she prayed for her children's children. I like to think those. I don't know for, for sure. I don't remember her that well. But she was a, a lovely lady. I do know that. So he was her Lord and her Saviour. And she had faith. And I think that's a powerful thing. We get so hung up at times on the, on the sins of the father being visited to the children's children. We get so hung up on that and people create doctrines around this and that and get so focused on that. But what about the amazing inheritance that our forefathers have walked in before us and passed on down generation to generation? See, the voice of my great-grandmother, the, the prayers the time she spent with the Lord, that is an inheritance. And she shared her love of Jesus with her son, my grandpa, who in turn shared that love of Jesus with his daughter, my mum. Who in turn shared her love of Jesus with me and my brothers and my sister. Who in turn share our love of Jesus with our children. You see the connection? You see the inheritance coming down the line, that spiritual inheritance from my great-grandmother. And I don't know if there was a Christian influence before. I haven't looked that far back. But I know my great-grandma loved Jesus. She told her son, my grandpa, told his daughter, my mum, told me, and I tell my children. Amen. What an inheritance. Amen. Amen. I declare this over my house regularly in my time with the Lord. Joshua 24.15 But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Amen. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And I'm certain my great-grandma would have known that scripture too. Amen. As for me and my family, my children my children's children, my children's children's children, I declare we will serve the Lord. Amen. See, I speak that over my family. That's my prayer. That's my faith statement. That's my prophetic declaration over the generations I I probably won't see. That's my declaration is my children's children's children. They will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Is that your prophetic statement for your family? Is that what you want to see in your family? It doesn't matter if you're not seeing it now. Because, see, with God, we can grab hold of things and say, that's a promise. I might not see my kids walking that out now, but I'm grabbing that promise and I'm making it mine. Amen. 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 I remember my grandma Daph. She's um, got a very powerful prophetic anointing on her life and she's said some scary things to me over the years. <laughs> she's a beautiful lady. And I just remember uh, we went to a four-square gospel Pentecostal church and she is a fantastic piano player and she used to play a lot of the time. She's got an amazing singing voice. And just what a, what a way to grow up, to see your grandma lost in worship. 
bring you a word that the Lord's put on our heart. What an inheritance to pass on to your daughter, to your grandson. We've still got her, her piano at home and that's what my kids are learning on. So we've got that material inheritance. But the thing that speaks to me about her piano in our lounge room is that 99% 99% of the stuff she used to play on it were choruses. She used to use it to worship the Lord. And I think that's a very powerful thing. What an inheritance. Amen. 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 Hey, can we, can we pray for our kids? Let's get all our kids, even Lily. We'll see how she goes. Can we pray for them? How's that, how's that sound? If you're a kid today means not you, Daryl. Let's go under the age of 16. <laughs> come out here. Kids, come out here. Come and stand out here. Yeah. Wish Uncle Matt was here. He would have done this really good. Matt's got away with kids. Hey. What are we going to do? What do we want to do, kids? Eat lollies? <laughs> nah. We might have the band come back up too. We'll do that as well. But can we, can we stand up, church? Can we reach our hands out to this next generation? Let's pray for them. Let's bless them. Let's declare over their lives that as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. These, are, so these might not be your biological children, but you're their family. You've got just as much right to to pray the things of God over their lives. And in fact, it's a responsibility. You need to be doing it. You need to be praying for this generation. Because one day, we'll be gone. They'll be here carrying the baton. And hopefully we've handed them over a good baton. And it's not a blank slate. It's somewhere they can start from. Somewhere they can run. Something they can run with. Amen? an inheritance that we're going to leave this generation. So I just want to pray for them. Let's just pray. Just reach your hands out and we pray to them. I'm just going to lay hands on each one of them, try not to whack them. Oh, that's Beth. Hello. Hey. So, Father, we just pray for each one of these little ones, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you bless them. Father, I just know that you've got hopes and dreams and desires and skills and talents, Lord God, that you put in each one of their hearts. Lord, there's things they're good at, things that you've given them, given them a love of, skills and talents, Lord, that they're going to use just to honour you in their life, Lord God. Lord, maybe we've got a preacher or two amongst us. I've got an idea of at least one of them. Haven't I, Ethan? Lord, I just thank you for their hearts. I thank you for the innocence of our children, Lord God. Lord, I just pray that you just begin to speak to them in in new, new ways. As they lay down, Lord, just speak to them as they sleep. Just give them dreams and visions, Father. Give them a, a hunger for your presence, a longing for your word, Lord God. Lord, give them a love for the house. A love for your presence, Lord God. Lord, bless them. Father, I just pray for endurance, Lord, during the hard times, because there'll be hard times. 
But Lord, I pray for faith and wisdom in their lives. Lord, we just set them up for their future. We, we, just, we just release them into every good purpose you have for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can sit down, guys. Hey, give them a round of applause. Hey. Amen. Amen. did have a little bit more to say, but I just shut my notes down. We'll just see if it opens up again. I've done this awesome thing. I've put a beta 11 update on my iPad. It's awesome. Everything runs at one-third the speed. It makes you slow down and relax. You touch it and it moves eventually. Hey? Do you feel like doing something to close? A song? Okay, just whatever you, you choose. I'm just going to hand over to Steve. We're just going to do a, an abridged version of whatever the team feel to do and then we'll close in prayer. Thanks, guys.